passed away. We wanted men. edition of the smugglers galaxy podcast this is episode number 23 and with me as always is jason hello there <laughs> dude it's it's evening recording it a little is. Different. different yeah you uh drinking anything special an adult beverage uh, uh angry orchard i don't like beers oh i'm having one of these cool i it's am alcoholic drink- yeah that counts counts for something i'm uh Drinking an Abita Mardi Gras Bach. It's uh, their seasonal beer because it's Mardi Gras season, which isn't going to happen this year. Thank you, no. Corona yep. virus, COVID-19. So, uh, yeah, they're pretty much shutting the city down for the whole week of Mardi Gras. Nobody in, nobody out, and no parties. So, no Mardi Gras this year. Got to be safe. Safety yeah. first. Yeah. So, how would, uh, how's things going? It was a. It was actually a slow week this week. The only thing that I did receive was I went on Best Buy when I pre-ordered all those Phantom Menace, you know, Black Series figures. They had a Darth Vader Black Series that I didn't have, so I added him to my cart. Checked out, got the box this week. I opened it up. It's Moff Gideon. <laughs> I'm like, Oops. what the heck? I went back to BestBuy.com and it was. Uh, the variety of black series but they were using the one that i wanted as the picture i didn't pay close details because i guess i'm just trained with hasbro.com that what you see in the photo is what you're going to get so what are you going to do with the moth gideon i'm going to take it back to um best buy you already already have them yeah i got them how's that dark saber look on them um hold on it's it it's got two, it's two tone I think it's got the dark gray saber and the and like a gray hilt, but I mean there's nothing there's no like added detail like sometimes they dry brush some silver on it to make it look like it's chipped or something like that and there's nothing like that it just it actually looks just pretty static and and blah. Yeah, uh, that's a bummer. I was kind of looking forward to that figure. I just never saw it, you know, at the stores. Yeah, and there's no white on the saber like you might see in the show because it kind of there's some there is some glowing whiteness I guess to it. I mean, there's just nothing there. It's a bummer. Yeah, it's a bummer. It's a bummer. Yeah, I, I uh, do have a, a question about um, Hasbro Pulse. Yeah, because I ordered I ordered the the uh, Ahsoka and the Darth Maul. Yep. I don't remember what email address I used, and I can't find the the. The uh, email that I, they sent me to the confirmation email. Yeah. But then when I go to their website and I enter what I think should be my email, it says I don't have any orders. Is that normal? I think I've done that before as a guest. You might have checked out as a guest. Okay. But that would make that would make sense. I would call them. They, they're a pretty good customer service line. Okay. And uh, if you tell them all that information, like your name and, and possibly the, even the credit card you put it on. I'm sure they can find that information for you. Okay, cool. Because I got yeah. 
I think I'm going to have to change the credit card I used because I think we're canceling it. So yeah. I got I to gotta fix that before the, I don't oh, want yeah. them to cancel my order because, you know, they think I'm a deadbeat. <laughs> that's that's what that's what Hasbro's been waiting to happen. They're just checking to see when you're going to place that order and if you're actually going to go through with it and pay because we're watching. Yeah, they got to get their money, man. <laughs> dead deadbeat. I am a deadbeat, damn it. <laughs> hey, I'm a I'm a I host the podcast, dude. I am somebody. <laughs> you are. <laughs> My name's in the phone book. I am somebody. They should be giving you free malls. Dude, uh, yeah. They I tried and they just send me here. Here's an email. Which yeah, I'm thankful, you, ha- you know, we get the email address, but you know. Yeah, we're not heavy hitters, so I have no coffee with Kadobe. No. Ray Park. No. No, we're not. Did you get anything this week? Um, I did. Uh, actually, uh, some of the art that I had ordered a couple of weeks ago uh, came in. It is uh, some more Bill and Ted uh, pre-production art. It's uh, Genghis Kong, uh, mm. Billy the Kid. I've got like four or five of each of those. And then I've got some of the unproduced Napoleon, which looks nothing like the figure, but it's just it's a cool uh, piece. And it tells a story of like, you know, where they where they start and where it ends. And, you know, it's got a bunch of one piece has got a bunch of drawings of concept drawings. And you can tell they're trying to work it out. Um, But that that's cool. I had to buy a a binder so I could put it in because I I have no room to hang the big ones on the wall yet. And uh, I had to rearrange a bunch of art and take all my big pieces out of my main room and kind of move them into my stairwell so I have more more room for more art. Excellent. Yeah. And I'm still <laughs> trying to find the freaking Bill and Ted, more Bill and Ted. So. Yeah. That's your side focus. It is. That and Back to the Future. I did um, at the toy show today. Yeah. I have a, um, a paint sample fat and I meant to look and see what. It's, oh, excuse me. It's that Amber <laughs> Bach. <laughs> it's that Mardi Gras Bach kicking in. And I already had a Shiner Bach before this because uh, uh, I'm doing some work on the house. I'll get into that in a second. But um, I have a paint sample fat and I found the production fat of it. So mm. I was able to pick that up today. So Because whenever I have a, a pre-production, I like pairing it up with the production so you can kind of see the yeah. uh, differences of it. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Yeah. Yeah, I saw a couple of those at the toy show because they've been getting those episode one paint samples. But because of that two hundred dollar Falcon I bought, I'm kind of on a timeout this month. But, they <laughs> d- but I did see some carded um, episode one micro machines, and they had the Jar Jar and the Nuke Gunray that I have as paint samples. So I was thinking maybe I can get that and put it with the so I'd have the production next to the paint samples. But I ended up not getting them. They'll probably be there next week or next time probably and i'll just wait because nobody's chomping at the bit and they were already beat up so it wouldn't be that difficult for me to open them and put them next to them mm-hmm. so but yeah and then there was i know it's not star wars but there was a rocketeer figure that i'm like oh that needs to go on my desk it's a uh, diamond select and it's about eight inches tall and it's it's such a sweet figure that's one of those movies that i grew up and loved oh nice rocketeer yeah <laughs> I never watched it and never got into it. <gasps> yeah. Wow. Love it. <laughs> Love the Rocketeer. I wish they had sequels. It was, I guess it was supposed to be like a, you know, this is a, spot, a Star Wars podcast, but I guess it was supposed to be like an Indiana Jones. That's what Disney had for in hopes of it becoming more like a trilogy. And 
it just kind of faded out with that first one but it's got a cult following awesome it's sort of like a cowboy western space the brown coats thing brown coats hmm. the brown coats with the serenity oh yeah firefly firefly i still yeah. need to watch that i never watched the show i did see the movie serenity and it kind of felt lost because I didn't see the show. But whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't pick up I didn't pick up a whole lot of Star Wars stuff this week. I got, you know, some X Files stuff to go with some other X Files stuff I have, those little vinyl figures. And I tried making a deal on a on a, on another freaking pop, but the guy wouldn't bite. Because oh. I had a I had a Tron light cycle. I tried playing um trading for a, a FET pop and he he sounded like he was interested in the light cycle, and he just he didn't pull it. He didn't want to make a trade for some reason. Oh, uh, that's a bummer. Yeah, but I'll just take the light cycle and sell it somewhere else. What do you think of those Valentine pops that they made with the bright pink Darth Vader and such? It's a money grab, dude. It, yeah, it's a freaking money. The whole the whole thing's a money grab, but <laughs> <laughs> it just looks like frosting. It's like, why would I want that? Yeah, it it. I don't know. I guess if you're a completist, you're going to try to find those. But I don't know. The uh, That's like they made may, that. Go ahead. No, I guess they may. I guess they're thinking like buy this for the one that you love and collects Funko, I guess. Uh, I don't know. My my wife actually, dude, um, I don't know if you know, but they made little like four by sixes of uh, for Star Tours, like post postcards and. They had people sign them. So like Indoor has uh, Warwick Davis signed it. And I think Bespin may have um, Jeremy Bullock signed it. Oh, really? She found the Warwick Davis one for like 10 bucks in that Whoa. antique ball. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. And they don't, a- yeah, they don't go for a whole lot, but you know, it's, you know, it's a legitimate autograph because of what it's on. Right. You know, and you've seen them enough. Officially licensed. Yeah. Did you see anything else cool that you wish you could have uh, grabbed at that that toy show? Uh, they had a dude that had a bunch of men on card stuff that looked. Yeah, pretty I saw cool. that. Yeah, he had a uh, he had a snow trooper that he wanted like six hundred bucks for uh, men on card, and Blake was there and he said that you know that was actually a good deal on it, and uh, he had one of the uh, Emperor um, apology letters where I I don't know why but they sent people an apology letter you know for some reason something happened so they sent somebody emperors carded emperors with an apology letter and the pop stamp the proof of purchase pov mm-hmm. is uh shit is stamped voided and the cards are all beat up because they just sent them in bubble mail bubble mailers oh. so you you know it looks like a you know it's real beat up but you can tell that you know it, it's something that people look for and it's worth a little bit more because it's got that void sticker on it so there's a story behind it but oh. i don't I don't know what that story is right now because I didn't look it up. And I'm a bad podcaster. Now you have homework for next show. I will. I will look it up. I could probably look it up right now and it'll tell me. Yeah, no, I saw that guy. He had a bunch of cool stuff in that booth. And I, and then when I saw all those carded stuff and I saw that there were decent prices, I'm like, I'm just going to walk far away <laughs> from this place. He did have a carded Ahsoka graded that he wanted like $1,200 for. Damn. Yep. I have it right here. I'm looking at it. It's like, is that worth? I wonder how much that's worth without the grade. The one with the baby Jabba? Yeah. Damn. 
$1,200. Like, and you, and you can always tell like they're just astronomical amounts because they never label them. You have to ask and, and inquire if you're really interested in purchasing. Right. But I don't know if it, an antique toy show parking lot setup is where you're going to get the 1200 bucks for that Ahsoka. Probably not unless you have the, yeah. just the one person that sees it. You, it, that's the one. Yeah. Like you said, why the hell is that guy going to have that Ahsoka for $1,200 unless he just thinks that somebody's going to want it. Uh, unless, or I know a lot of people will bring that piece in just to get people into their booth. So people will be like, Oh, that guy's got a card at Ahsoka. Let me go look at it. And Maybe. then they end up buying something else. Yeah, that's true. That's the gem to bring everybody in. And then you start looking at everything else. Yeah. Right. I can't afford this Ahsoka, but wait a minute, here's a hundred dollars, something else that I can afford. Yep. Uh, that that was probably the booth of the of the 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 evening uh, of the show just because he had so much cool. It was the most vintage stuff in one place, and um, it is kind of hard to find that much vintage stuff even at a vintage even at a toy show in one spot because uh, right. like Toy is awesome, but you don't know what you're going to get from year from year year to year because you know it started off as a GI Joe, and you do have certain people that bring a bunch of Star Wars in. And if they're there, it's awesome. And if not, you, you're kind of just twiddling your thumbs as a Star Wars fan. Yeah. How did this show compare to, to previous shows? Because it seemed like it was less than when I went in October. Was it October? I think so. It, it did feel, I think it did feel uh, light as far as people. But I think the weather kept a lot of people away, even though it was beautiful yeah. during the time of the show. Um, we left about 1230, 1 o'clock. And it right then a lot of people started to pack up because they felt the raindrops. So yeah, they, they were trying to GTFO. Um, yeah, but yeah, I I I enjoy it because you know you you get to see the people that you don't get to see uh, a lot, and you know, like I said in the previous weeks, it, uh, even a bad toy show is a good is a good toy show because you you know you get to talk more than you do, you know, look at toys. Yep, absolutely. They had a couple of carded micro machines that I was really interested in, and, and that you mentioned that guy with the booth with um, the archive, uh, sorry, the carded min on card stuff that I really was interested in, and I just kept walking. <laughs> um, there's one guy with a ton of Black Series. I mean, mm-hmm. he had a he had um, the archive uh, Bosque that I don't have that I'm really interested in getting. He had that, but. Like I said, I, I I didn't bring any cash on purpose because I could have gotten in a lot of trouble. <laughs> yeah, it, it's always a double-edged sword when you show up to a toy show without any money. It, you know, if you have trade bait, it's kind of fun that you can make something happen. But sometimes it you just you you feel worse. Yeah. And I felt I felt bad for you because you were just like I saw all this cool stuff and I can't <laughs> buy it. <laughs> Got my shoulders slumped and my head's down. <laughs> you were, Kicking rocks like, again. <laughs> you were like, I guess we'll, we'll, you know, here, you know, we made, yeah, I, I had a couple of micro machine stuff that I gave you. We made a trade real quick and you were just like, I'm going to get out of here, man. I got to go. It's, it's tough. No, we had stuff we had to do today, but, but yeah, it was tough. <sighs> but it was a great show. It was good to get out and have some fresh air and see all those toys in one place. Whenever yeah. we go to those antiques, antique stores, antique malls i'm always excited when you get to that one booth that's just all toys yeah and they're starting to put that one antique mall starting to kind of get the the toy booths in there which is good Mm -hmm. but yeah 
Joanna next week, next month. Mar- uh, what is it? March 19th, I think. Is that still on? It's still on. I talked to people today. It's still going to happen. There's a, a, you know, we'll see what happens, but they're, they're okay. still planning it. We'll see. Yeah. And, and talking, talking to the people that I, you know, the people that I talked to uh, just generally, they were, they were ready for it. Um, but, you know, those are the people that have been out and about, you know, I don't know how, I know there's people that are uncomfortable with it, but then I think there's a lot of people that are, are ready to get back to it. Yeah. I know I did talk to the organ one of the, the guys, Martin, that organized this toy show. And then he organized, he used to be with Toy Lana. He still kind of got a finger in there, but he's not as big as he was uh, into it. And he did say that he is, they are going to make him wear a mask. It's going to be mandatory. It, it, you know, I don't, I don't know how confined the place is because it's a new place this year, but you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure they're going to take all the precautions uh, necessary to make it a safe environment. Right. Um, you know, just, you're just going to have to watch your back, I guess, or, you know, just be prepared. And, you know, like you said, if you get uncomfortable, just, just leave whatever you're comfortable with. I'm not going to force anybody. Oh, you got to go to Toylana if you're uncomfortable going. Don't, you know, if you're comfortable going great, go and, and be safe and bring the hand sanitizer and bring the mask and just know that, you know, it, it may not be like it, it's not going to be like it was in last year, the last years, cause they're going to, they're gotta, they gotta do what they gotta do and they gotta do what they gotta, you know, they gotta keep people safe. Yeah, that's the thing I'm mostly worried worried about is being safe at a, a gathering like that in, in tight faith in tight faces, tight spaces. So I'm gonna give it a shot and maybe double mask my face and see what happens. My little girl came my sorry, my puppy came to say hey. Hey, my girl. Oh. <laughs> you can't see her. I'm lifting her up like you can see her and say, hey. Oh, I see. Hey. Hey. Hi. Hi, puppy. She's I learned Go Sabine. Yes, Sabine. Sabine. <laughs> oh, I got my headphones in so she can't hear you. Yeah. Hi, Sabine. I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> what yes, kind of I dog named, is she? What, oh, she's a Pomsky. Yep. Which is a Pomeranian Husky mix. And we got two of them. And they love it. They're good dogs. My my wife, when um, when we met, she started talking to me about these dogs, and then I went over. We we auditioned a new drummer in my band, and they breed them. And I was like, "Son of a gun!" <laughs> yeah. And so I send her a picture of them, and she freaks out. And then just you know, like the way life goes, sometimes we were able to make a good deal on a couple of dogs, and now we got two pomskis. Yeah, they're beautiful. You know how it is. You don't think fourteen. You don't think you can love a dog until you get one. Yeah, yeah. I learned something cool this week. I'm gonna have to do this by my my phone, holding it up to the microphone, because I just don't have the the equipment to uh, do this through like through the system or whatever. But so this song here from the Phantom Menace. Did you hear that? Yeah. Okay, that is the same song, just slowed down in a different key as this song. Blew my mind when I learned that. Now, what are those songs? So the first one was the celebration song at the end of the Phantom Menace. Okay. When everyone's out in the street of Naboo celebrating that they had defeat the separatists and all that. And so 
there's the giant parade and that starts playing. But I guess, you know, and then the second song is the Emperor song from Return of the Jedi. So I guess what what John Williams is saying by speeding it up and changing the key and using it in The Phantom Menace was that the Emperor is hiding himself. Like even The Phantom Menace itself is hidden in the, in the music of the movie. If that makes sense. Yeah. But that just blew my mind. That's what John Williams was good at, dude. The other day when I was bringing the grandbabies home, they were like, we want to listen to Star Wars. So we put it on Mandalorian. And uh, I didn't realize that you could, I didn't realize how good a soundtrack to Mandalorian was, you know, and it's really good for like background noise and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I've been trying to listen just, you know, if I'm at work, I'll put on Star Wars radio and uh, on Spotify and, and you listen to it. And then all of a sudden you start hearing something and it's a real electronic and you're like, that's gotta be Mandalorian. And you look over and, and I don't know if it was from Mandalorian, but it was from that, from Lugrig. Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah. The music of the Mandalorian at first, I was like, this doesn't sound like star Wars. This doesn't stick out, but it, it matches the aesthetic of the show and it works so well. And it's just like, this is just great music. And you can, like you said, listen to it on its own it stands on its own i, I love the music and um with the mandalorian and the thing i i also love you know when when a kick-ass scene is getting ready to happen because that guitar kicks in yeah and, and you're like there's an ass kicking scene coming just you know yeah. so it, it all it's pieced together really well Ba-boom. yeah and it's a, hit some news yeah man uh, Yak Face posted this week that there's a new gaming great black series, Cal Kestis, coming. Yay! It's uh, I thought it was initially going to be like forty four bucks, but I guess that's Canadian. It's still thirty bucks, which surprises me for those deluxe figures because GameStop usually kicks up a couple extra bucks and makes us pay for their exclusives. Right. But it's not. It's twenty nine ninety nine. Comes with a gray poncho, removable hood. He's got new deco. His droid has new deco. He's got a creature and a holocron. I love the game, but I'm not gonna. I don't know. I didn't. I don't know if I'd go out and buy the guy. I, I appreciate that it's something new. Right. I mean, I know it's the same. I know it's the same figure. Um. Just he's got new deco. I mean, it's just different a little bit, which I appreciate. Right. Did you see the pictures of his lightsaber at Galaxy's Edge? Yes. Yeah, for me not being excited about that lightsaber, I think they did an amazing job with it. Yeah, it's very detailed because his lightsaber is kind of broken. And so at the tip, at the tail, I should say, not the tent, the tail of it is kind of splintered apart and you can see the wires exposed. And and they, they captured that that detail really well. Yeah, I thought for, for what it was, it was, it was a really cool lightsaber. And uh, hitting... Galaxy's Edge real quick. Um, I guess on the latest, well, not I guess, on the latest issue of the Disney Dish, they were talking about Galaxy's Edge and trying to figure out how to get more contemporary, I should say contemporary, but like Darth Vader and the Mandalorian, Han Solo, Boba Fett, how do they fit them into that 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 area? Because again, it was stuck between the the the, the last Sky the last Skywalker. <laughs> the last Jedi and the Rise of Skywalker is the, the time of place of where that 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 moment in time is where you go, and that's when you visit Galaxy's Edge. With that said, one thing that Disney's great with is festivals. And I guess there was a Galaxy's Edge book that came out, and there's festivals on Batuu, and one of them is the Festival of Heroes of the Past. So I can imagine them setting up booths around Batuu and trying different foods and different drinks and stuff like that. And then, hey, look, there's 
there's Boba Fett and there's Han Solo. And that's a good way to squeeze everybody into the land. Did you also hear the other theory that they had? What's that? The world between worlds. Oh, no. No, no, no. no, no. I wish they never. I wish Filoni's biggest mistake is introducing the world between worlds. How did he, how else was he going to get his baby back? Uh, I mean, he was working up to it. Like, I, I appreciate that it wasn't just a last minute, oh, we need to make something work. I, I feel like he was working up to that through the whole show, but I wish, I really wish he didn't do that because now you can just, it's going to feel like the, the holiday special for the Legos from this past year where everyone's in every timeline and I don't like it. Yeah, but also the X-Wings, I was talking about this a couple of weeks ago, the X-Wings that they, they developed in, in coordination with Boeing. Did I say it right? Yeah. Boeing. 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 Yes. Yeah. You said yes. it right today. Yay! Um, the FAA has approved drones to fly over people, so there's a chance that those X-Wings might come back at night. The only problem is, will Disney lawyers let that happen? Because if that falls on someone, that's that's the end of Galaxy's Edge. <laughs> <laughs> it would be whoever's edge. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be uh, Monster's Edge. Yeah. Or Monster's Inc. or something. <laughs> oh, geez. Uh, yeah, they need to do something. Um, somebody did mention that roller coaster. Um, who mentioned that you, the roller coaster you were talking about? Uh, you know, some kind of shoot 'em up roller coaster. Or, I, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't remember it now. It, it's a fleeting moment. <laughs> it, they need something. They have expansion pads and. At some point, they're going to have to open up something new. Yeah, I have a feeling with with the Ahsoka show and um, you know the the success of the Mandalorian and with the you know the uh, you know the Ahsoka show is going to be successful and uh, they're going to something's going to have to give with Galaxy's yep. Edge because like like I've said, Harry Potter's kicking their ass. Universal is just taking this opportunity. It's funny. Uh, it's like Disney does one thing and Universal does the exact opposite. And then they point at what they're doing and doing point at what Disney's doing and say, we're doing the, you know, they point it out. So, you know, Disney gets rid of APs, the uh, annual passes, and then Universal's like, come on in and we'll give instead of, you know, we'll, we'll stretch our annual passes out another six months. So you'll get yeah. 18 months for the price of 12. And we love yeah. our annual pass holders. And yeah, Universal's more lean is my understanding than, than Disney. Disney's got a lot of red tape and a lot of checks they have to, um, uh, check and and i don't know what i'm trying to say there's a lot more steps and a lot more red tape in, at disney than universal so universal is more flexible and they can design things that are uh, less family friendly and you know like they have that ability to do that to disney whereas disney would have to ha go through committee to make a decision and say we want to build a roller coaster but that new velociraptor coaster at universal looks amazeballs <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I keep bug my son works for universal and i keep bugging him i'm like dude if you can get me on that coaster i will drive down there just to ride that roller coaster not and... to see you just to ride the roller coaster <laughs> <laughs> he knows where his priorities yeah, yeah. lies he, he knows yeah. where my priorities are it's like you know hey man how you doing you get me those tickets yet <laughs> let's go <laughs> yeah Good to see you. Now I want to see you on a roller coaster. It's been a while since I've been in Universal. The, my only issue with Universal is how dated the Islands of Adventure are. They, but 
you know, they need to update it, but then you're also Disney's got them by the, by the, you know, neck basically, because if they do anything, Disney could, you know, tell them no. And, uh, yes. then they're stuck. I actually, there was a really good podcast that, cause there was two really good podcasts this week going over universal and Marvel and everything. So it, it was a good week to, to, um, hear all that. And I, I just think it's funny cause you walk into universal and depending on what park you walk into, they've got this big Simpsons land, which is now owned by Disney. Mm-hmm. And then the other side, they have all the Marvel stuff, which is owned by Disney. So Disney's got a stronghold over, you know, you know, Disney's got their finger in both parks, even though they're yeah. not really there. You know, I just yeah, I find yeah. that it's a little funny. I have a little chuckle every time I'm at Universal. Yeah, they're making money off of Universal. Yeah, they like it or not. Yeah. <laughs> the only other thing that I have, John Favreau said that the Mandalorian will lead into the sequel trilogy. And that's all he said. So I think it's more about the creation of the First Order. And I, I don't think that we're going to see Ray, you know, or Han Solo or or any of those. Well, you never know. But I don't think we're going to see Ray or John Boyega or anybody like that show up on The Mandalorian. I think it's more the creation of the First Order. Well, they already kind of half-assed showed Snoke in that one episode. Yeah. Yep, I'm sure we're going to get more of that kind of stuff, though, as, as the uh, show gets older. I don't know. Anything they do is awesome, so... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We were watching we were watching Endgame last night, and uh, Happy Hogan comes on, which is John Favreau, and I'm like, "Hail to the king!" There is the creator of Grogu. <laughs> made that announcement to the family. Speaking of Marvel, have you been watching uh, WandaVision? Yes. Oh, wow. oh my god, I freaked out last night when I watched the latest chapter. I don't want to spoil it. It was episode five, but the ending was just like, "Holy crap!" Yeah, that ending, I, I saw it and I was like, wait a minute. And then I read an article on it because I was like, Duh, you know, you're kind of putting, wait a minute, something's familiar, but unfamiliar, you know, not to give too many, much away. But then you read the article and you're like, oh, that's where he's from. Yeah. Because I'd watched the first three episodes with, with the wife and she was kind of, I knew there was going to be a payoff. I just didn't know when it was going to happen. So I'm like, let you know, I'm giving it a chance. I'm letting... I, you're enjoying it and you're everybody's like oh it's nostalgia and old you know old uh sitcoms i'm like yeah it's great but i want to see what happens i you know why is this happening and then at the fourth episode when they start with the snap reversing my yeah. wife is like what are we watching i'm like this is wandavision and she puts her phone down she's like i was not <laughs> even going to pay attention to it she's like now that they're doing this, I'm going to pay attention to it. Yeah. Talking to Jason TK, we were in the in the group in the group chat for the the club, and he was trying to get all into it because Narayan was like, "Oh my god," uh, he was kind of freaking out about it. And Jason, it, you, Justin doesn't want to do spoilers, and Jason don't care. So you're trying to straddle that line of, yeah. of not spoiling it. Yeah. And uh, he was like, "Do I need to know all this stuff about the MC? Do I need to know all this backstory?" I'm like, "Dude, if you know the MCU, you're fine." Like my wife, I'm like, my wife got it. You know, I, she, I was like, that person's from uh, Thor. And I knew the other guy, the, the FBI, the guy, FBI agent. I was like, I've seen him before, but I didn't know where. And he was from Ant-Man. Yeah, Ant-Man. Uh, so it's starting to come together and it's, it, it's, it's going to be awesome. I, I Wow. <laughs> yeah, there's more to come. I saw something on TikTok and I don't think it was fake and it hasn't been on the show yet. And it's just, I can't wait. 
And they keep they keep they keep hinting hinting at the Fantastic Four and you know they were talking about an aerospace engineer this past week and is that Reed Richards? Oh jeez. I missed that part. Oh, you know what? Yeah, I did see that. I missed some of the subtleties to it, and maybe I need to yeah. watch it more. But apparently there's a lot of Easter eggs in it that you know you've got to be a really big Marvel Marvel fan, MCU fan to get. And I think something's up with Monica. She does become a, a Captain Marvel, and her reluctance to talk to Captain Marvel, there was some sort of – there was like a beat or two when they asked her, like, can you just call Captain Marvel? She didn't want to talk about it, and she just wanted to end the conversation, and she didn't want any more further blood tests. Doesn't so. she – in in like the old somewhere and somebody had said something about her actually being captain marvel yeah in in like one of the old comics so it's not yes. a spoiler because it's it's already happened yeah so i i just assume that she's already got her powers on the show but we'll see yeah it's a it, great show it's a great show yeah it was cool seeing the snap reverse and how everything you know the other half of the snap being reversed i heard it called i heard the snap being called the snapping so I always call it the snapping now, like the <laughs> happening, but it's the snapping. Hey. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Everybody loves little nicknames for stuff. Yep. Why not? Yeah. So I think we done got covered all done done did all the news, Jason. We did it all. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll move on to the topic of the week. Uh, we've kind of been going over toy shows and, and everything. So the natural progression is celebration. So we just kind of wanted to take a minute, you know, kind of talk about our experience with celebration, give give some pointers, you know, and just spend the next few minutes just talking about how awesome celebration is. Um, you know, basically celebration is just basically Star Wars con. Uh, it started, I think, what are, what are it's, God, I don't, started in Colorado, right? or denver or that's yes denver colorado was denver the colorado there <laughs> shows i know my u.s uh territories awesome <laughs> yes it started there and i didn't get to make it that one <laughs> yeah. i didn't even know what it was until about two years ago uh, well no hold on i knew the last one they had in california i was like there's a star wars convention and it was too late to really do anything plus it was in california so my wife was you don't know you're not going to California to a Star Wars convention. Um, but then thankfully, two years later, it was in Orlando and that's mm-hmm. driving distance. And I was like, I'm going to Orlando. You don't have a choice. So, uh, but that was the, that was for, unfortunately and unfortunately, the only one I was able to go to was in 17 um, oh. in Orlando. And wow, <laughs> it was an eye, just, it was an eye opening experience for me just in, in going to cons and in, star wars everything you know just to see that amount of star wars in one place it was was overwhelming i about an hour or two into it i was like i I just have to go sit down because (laughs) it's everywhere (laughs) yeah um so how many of uh how many have you been to i've been to two the 2017 the one that you're talking about was my first and so the family and I, we drove down from New York and we spent a day at 2017 and then that Star Wars celebration. And then we went to like Disney for a couple of days before heading home. But that yeah. was that, like you're saying, it's overwhelming. It's, it's emotional. I remember 
trying to get there early and the line, we were so far back in line. It took us about 20 minutes to actually get into the hall once they dropped the rope to let everyone in, which was insane. It was just a sea of people. You would wind back and forth, back and forth through these stanchions. And my son was dressed as Ezra and we're waiting in line to get into the place. And the lady kind of behind us was dressed as Sabine. So one of the first photos we got were, were them together, which was kind of fun. So it only took dude, you need to count your blessings that it only took you 20 minutes to get in the door. What what day were you there? That was uh like Saturday, I think. Okay. By Saturday they had their their act together that we got there on Thursday about an hour before doors and it took us 2 hours to get in the building. Yeah, it was a shit show at the start. Yeah. Um and it it was one of those where it just you show up and it winds around the building and yeah, by 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 Saturday they had their stuff together and it, you know, it got better, but still it was um, I don't know. I had found a way to get kind of sneak in the back door a little bit and they still, yeah, I don't know. It was fun, but getting in the hall was, was a bear that first thing in the morning. And then once I got in, I got straight into the Hasbro line and waited at another hour and a half to get the, the Luke Skywalker X-Wing pilot black series figure. Wow. And it, I only got one and I saw someone walking by with like 10 of them in his cart. And I'm like, why the hell? do you need 10 of those figures, but cut to 2021 and they're like 300 bucks on eBay. What did I, what did I know? My one regret is I had the celebration edition Thrawn book in my hand Ugh. and <laughs> I put it down. I was like, why would I, why would I pay $40 for this book when I could go to, you know, Walmart in a week and get it for 20, you know, or even less. And Little did I know they were going to sell for a couple of hundred dollars before the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah, it's insane how quickly some of that stuff turns around. Yeah. But while I was waiting, my family was kind of across the aisle in the Legos. And my son, everyone was able to kind of make like a, oh, maybe it was like a 16 by 16 frame. And my son, he, from his own head, he made Chopper out of lego and it's wow. pre- it's pretty cool yeah it's, it's kind of like a flat image but i'll send it to you it's pretty cool he's got his two arms and it's pretty awesome yeah well you know how i got a soft spot for chopper yeah um i did i did some of the did you do any of the collectors um collector track i did uh, a panel i didn't realize what it was and i had done the has that the hasbro the hallmark panel yeah, and they had given me one of the the collector tracks, and I had no clue what it was. And I, I, I don't, I ended up trading it or giving it to somebody. <laughs> but the start the star tots. Yeah, the star tot. I don't even remember yeah. what star tot it was. Um, but yeah, the the amount of swag, dude. If if you know where to go, there's a there's a lot of freebies up, up at uh, celebration. Yeah, our first celebration, we didn't bring anything because we didn't know to bring anything, and and just. A lot of people, you know, if you want to trade patches and you have to have a patch to trade for a patch. Yeah. And, and some of the cool stuff is there now the kids are getting into it. Yep. So, you know, you've got to like your kids would make their own swag and trade. And that's some of the coolest stuff is, uh, you know, the handmade stuff. Yep. Because, you know, it's done with true love. Yeah. For 2019, I made Star Tours passes. Um. And then I made like a envelope to put the passes in and they were based off of passes that Disneyland's handed out during 
the initial like 1986 run of like the opening day of, of star tours uh-huh. so i made passes like that and one of them goes to batu and one goes to kashik and stuff like that and i i was passing those out i made like 100 and i don't know 20 of them nice but that was a that was a labor of love which is why i made mcclunky patches for the celebration anaheim that didn't happen and luckily, luckily, I pulled off. Well, I don't know if luckily because people were looking for things that said Anaheim on it, but I pulled that off of the patch. So now it's just Greedo saying McClunky. Nice. So I have those to trade for the next celebration. No, I hope to have the um, the Bib Fortuna one saying McClunky too. Fat Bib Fortuna. <laughs> That'll be fun. That um, yeah, the the fellowship at celebration is just amazing because everybody's there for one thing. They're there because they love Star Wars. And if you can't make friends at Celebration, you're doing something wrong. Mm -hmm. You're in a line with somebody for an hour. Start talking to them. Or, you know, overnight in some cases. You know, how hard is it to start talking to somebody that that you already have a big common interest in, you know, with? You share this common bond. Um, And, I mean, just that and the fellowship that that is at Celebration, that's why we we started the club because it's like, I got to bring this back to Atlanta, you know, because me and Justin and Shane, we were all down there at celebration. And it's like, we got to bring this back to Atlanta because it's just, it's too awesome to keep to ourselves. Thankfully we, we, you know, we were able to get the club going and it's been, it's been a fun ride so far. Yeah. I would say I'm doing it wrong, but I've been going with my family and, and, you know, I can't really break off from the kids and say, I'm going to go hang with the adults now because the kids are following me. Right. Here's what I learned about going to shows with kids is you let them talk to vendors and nine times out of 10, they're just so damn cute. The vendor will go, here you go. Take this. Yeah. I can't say that happened to us. <laughs> oh. Dude, my I, Unless my daughter's just lucky because I've taken her to shows and she always walks away with stuff for free. And we were at a uh, blade show, which is a knife show in Atlanta. Uh, it's held every year at, in, at the Cobb Galleria. And uh, she was looking for a knife. And was more than willing to pay for one. And I was trying, you know, trying to get her to spend like 20, 30 bucks on one. And I told the guy, this is, you know, she wants one that's going to be nice. But if she loses it, she's not going to cry. She'll be upset, but it's not going to ruin her day. And he goes, well, here, here's one. And she's looking at it. This is awesome. And he's like, you can have it for it. I got in it. And we're like, really? What? And he goes, it's free. You know, just take it. I got it for free. <laughs> and I'm like, every time, man. I. But Well, you got lucky that one time. Talk about the captain phasma thing you got because <laughs> sideshow will always give stuff away and i was following sideshow so if you're ever at a big show convention that sideshows at follow them on all their social media media and uh they were giving away our r2d2 right as you walk in, in the door or right as i was walking in and i missed giving it away because it was like the first person to come in and, and say this you know, show me this, we'll get the R2-D2. And I'd walked in and said, man, I just, I'm, I just missed the R2-D2 uh, giveaway. And then she pulls out a, the draw, uh, she pulls up, pulls, go, hold on a minute. I may have something for you. She rumbles down and goes underneath the thing and pulls out one of the, uh, the black droid, the, the Darth Vader oh, droid. Well, yeah. like the Phasma's in it too. So I'll, it, I'm getting there. Okay. And, and she's like, what do you know about this R2 or R2 unit? And I said, well, it, it's black and it's, it's the empire. And she hands it to me and my son's standing behind me and he goes, Hey, what about me? And she goes, well, I don't know what this is, but here you go. And we kind of walk, we were like, awesome. 
um, so I'd gotten a, the, the droid and then my son, you know, as we walk away, you know, we get to where we could stop and open it up and it was a, you know, six inch or three and three, whatever. Uh, I don't know the scale off the top of my head, but it was a captain phasma. So, you yeah. know, that was two sideshow pieces that they just, here you go. So that kind of paid for our tickets for that day. That's awesome. Yeah. And there's always giveaways throughout the day. Cause, uh, you know, like Ro uh, Nissan was there because that was when the Rogue One editions were coming out, and they mm -hmm. had a big thing, and they were giving away the the uh, Darth Trooper keychains, and uh, they had you know Star Wars Celebration stamped on them. Uh, there was a airline, a Japanese airline. They've got a uh, has a have a R two D two plane, and they were giving away stuff. They were giving away pins. There it was. You know, you, there it was a I guess a progressive prize or whatever, so you could win a pin or you could win a travel pouch or you could win a, a an actual model of a plane um, that Anthony Daniels, which is C-3PO, not R2-D2, but they had both planes. They had an R2-D2 plane and a C-3PO plane yeah. um, that he had signed. And of course, you know, there's one plane, but uh, yeah, there's all kinds of fun ways to, you know, you, you don't have to have a lot of money to do celebration. Um, you know, as long as you, you know, just get out there and enjoy being around people. Uh, that's the one thing I do do like about Celebration versus like Dragon Con. Dragon Con's more of a, a fan event where with uh, an event that has a lot of um, commercial vendors there, like the, the um, you know, uh, you get, there's more chances to, to see new products and they do have, you know, swag that they give away uh, versus somebody who's a mom and pop. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it, so Celebration's just awesome. No, I'm looking forward to, going as as an adult without kids because i want to do some of those room sales and i want to be able to hang with people because i've met so many people during quarantine that i didn't know before um and i would love to spend some time with them and talk to them and get to know them a little bit and just kind of as you say shoot the shit yeah dude room sales at celebration <laughs> oh my god that's what i'm really looking forward to i didn't know the awesomeness of room sales and i'd spent my budget and I'm sitting in room sales where I could have completed my collection for a couple of hundred dollars, you know, gotten really good deals on a bunch of good figures yeah. um, and just oddball stuff that I had no clue about. Uh, room sales at Celebration is awesome. Basically, what a room sale is, is they'll take over a hallway in the hotel. They either take over a ballroom or take over a hallway at like nine or 10 o'clock at night. And just everybody brings a tote or everybody brings a handful of stuff and just they set up wherever they can find a spot. And it's like, this is what I'm selling. And it could be something from a, a $5 figure to a $10,000 first shot. Wow. Um, yeah. So you never know what you're going to see at a room sale. That's what I'm looking forward to. Oh, it's amazing. Everybody's like you said, everybody's sitting there shooting the shit, drinking, and it's late night and talking Star Wars. And dude, I, I saw you know, pieces of art that were, I would, yeah, if I'd have known about room sales, I would have totally saved my money and had a couple few hundred dollars for room sales. Cause there were some great deals to be had. Have you ever done any of the big, big panels? I never got a chance to, cause I didn't want to sleep out overnight. Um, now they've done it a little differently. I don't know if they're going to do 2022 like this, where it's a lottery system, but if you wanted to do a big panel, you had to sleep out overnight for it okay um and then yeah. you didn't know if you were going to get the panel room or the auxiliary room that's right in 2017 we because we came for the day we weren't able to sleep out but 
I think that was like a Rebel season, whatever it was, panel. I think that was the big one for the day. But we did get the lottery for the Galaxy's Edge one. Oh, nice. And so we were able to, to go to that. Josh Gad was the the panel, panel. what do you want to call him? The panel host, the, the host of the show. And so we got to see Josh and everything. And that was pretty cool to see like the first the first um, DJ Rex music and they were showing that, you know, maybe some of the droids made their own music and then they would play the droid music. And then they said, we wanted to make something from Figure and Dan from the original Cantina. So they played some music and I'm listening to it. And I'm like, oh, that, yeah, I could see that. But then we got our Coca-Cola shirts afterwards. And I think we actually left a little early that panel mm-hmm. uh, to get our Coca-Cola shirts and get back into the um, the show itself. Yeah, I I had seen that show, um, that panel, uh, because I'll show them on YouTube. Mm-hmm. So I'd watch that on YouTube, and I I was a little underwhelmed by it because I, I had too. already it, everything they showed I already knew. Yeah, and, and maybe that's my downfall is I do too much research on stuff. Yeah, it's, we saw Warwick Davis and we saw Josh Gat, Josh Gat, so that was good enough for us. Dude, I will tell you, man, I uh. I have a couple of cool celebrity sightings from 17. Oh, hold on. Yeah, dude. Do tell. I'm walking by the main stage on Thursday and all of a sudden you see a mad rush of people. And I was kind of curious. I was like, let me go see what's going on over there. And so they start the panel. The main guy comes up and they'll do a panel on the main stage throughout the day. And it just so happened this panel, the guy starts coming and is talking. And all of a sudden, George Lucas and Harrison Ford walk up on stage. Oh yeah, I was like twenty feet away from Harrison Ford and George Lucas. Uh, wow. Yeah, so that was cool, and I'm just losing my shit because it's. I would yeah, I would melt. Yeah, when are you gonna see those two people? Um, and so they did a thing. You know, I don't, I don't even remember what the hell they were talking about. It's more of just a hype thing, and uh, you know, they're like, "Hey, we're here," and they'll throw t-shirts to the crowd. But I was oh, just like, yeah. you know, holy crap. <laughs> Um, and then, you know, I'm walking whenever you, whenever you're walking down the aisle and three or four, well, five or six, really, really big men with sunglasses are walking towards you. Look in the middle of that. (laughs) (laughs) They're protecting someone. Ian McDermott or is it McDermott? The emperor was in the middle of that one time. Good. So I was just like, it's the emperor. (laughs) There he is. And then um, I also, uh, the band Anthrax, I was watching, I was kind of, you know, looking at their schedule and they were playing Orlando the same time as Celebration. So I'm like, I'm going to keep an eye open for their drummer because I knew he's in the 501st and stuff. Mm. And as I'm walking into the show, Saturday morning, Saturday, Sunday morning, whatever, there's another big crowd of big men and he's in the middle, the drummer's in the middle. And I'm like, I went to, you know, at least say, hey man, how's it going? And he's just kind of, shook his head like i see you but don't fuck with me and <laughs> <laughs> keep your distance yeah keep your distance hey man how you doing don't come any closer you know and, and they will run your ass over man i had the uh back when 90210 was big we were at a world of wheels and the the guy with the curly hair inz is earring yeah something like that he did the same thing to me so i have a i have a way of just getting run over by famous people <laughs> Oh, geez, yeah. that's not fun. No, no, my my run-ins. I saw J.J. Abrams and Kelly Kelly Marie Tran 
on stage the the Star Wars show. I saw Anthony Daniels on stage for the Star Wars show. Um, I saw Mark Boudreau walking the um, coming from the Hasbro panel into the main hall, and I stopped him. I'm like, "Hey, hey, can I take a picture with you?" He's like, "Yeah, sure." And it's kind of funny. My wife was the one taking the picture of us. And for those who don't know, Mark Boudreau worked at Kenner. He worked at Hasbro. It's my understanding that he worked on every single Falcon for the past 40 years. And I think one of his last projects was the sail barge. Um, and so when my wife is taking the photo of, of me and him, she was looking at his wife and she was just kind of like beaming and so proud. And she was like proud that she was feeling proud. And it was just like, it was fun. It's fun to see him. Yeah. It, it's fun when those guys are getting their dues, you know, and, and they're, they're known and, um, it, it, you know, when they're getting their respect, you, you know, cause those guys deserve a lot of respect uh, and they don't deserve yeah. to be, be bothered, you know, cause that's the one thing that'll get you, you know, they'll quit talking to you real fast and you're like, Hey man, you got any prototypes? You got anything for sale? They yeah. don't want to hear that crap. They just want to, no. you know, Hey, you did an awesome job, a handshake yes. and you go on about your day. And that's so, all hey, I did. That's all I did. I was just like, can I have, can I have a photo please? Cause I was just so excited to see him. He's like, yeah, sure. And that, that's, that was it. Yeah. I did that with Timothy Zahn. He, he had done, cause they, you know, with Thrawn, the, the latest the last Thrawn trilogy had been released. So there was a big push for it. And he was doing a shit ton of signings that throughout the, uh, the days, you know, he was doing three or four signings, you know, about an hour long a piece during the day. And he had just gotten done, you know, and, and the line was forever and you can never, I can never get, uh, with him to get something signed because one time he was with Ashley Eckstein signing and I went to get in line and somebody, it's sort of the same thing. It's sort of the scene from the Christmas story where you get in line and you hear the yeah. lines back there. And then you go to get, in, <laughs> you know, and it's 30 or 40 people deep. And then when you get to the back of that line, they're like, dude, lines closed. So I didn't get to uh. do that, which was kind of, you know, kind of sucked, but Anyway, he I had walked by him right as he was finishing a song. You know, he's packing everything up, and I, I'm like, "Mr. Zahn," and he kind of looks up and he's like, "Shit!" And I just I say, "I want to thank you for saving Star Wars." You know, I can't wait to read <laughs> Thrawn, and thank you for saving Star Wars. And he just smiled. He shook my hand and he said, "You're welcome." And I said, "You know, have a good day." You know, and that was it. And you could just tell he appreciated the. He went from "Oh shit" to "Thank you," and you know, you kind of learn that, that from that experience, I learned that's all people want. They don't, you know, just tell them, thank you, shake their hand. Awesome. And you go about your business. Don't bug them. Al, Al Franken, Al Franken. Yeah. This is before um, he got whatever that scandal was, but I was with honor flight in Washington, DC. I know we're, this is not star Wars. I was at honor flight, Washington, DC. And he was there to see the, I think it was the Michigan honor flight come in at the memorials and I was with the Syracuse on our flight and I was like, yeah, I just got to take a shot. I said, Mr. Franken, you know, thank you for all the comedy on SNL because I loved his Stuart Smalley character. And he's like, thank you. Thank you for remembering. So it just told, it just told me that they appreciate that fans appreciate their work. Yeah. That's all they want, man. Yeah. I got a funny antidote to go along with the Timothy's on. So you have all these people that want to meet Timothy's on at celebration. And then the next year I'm at dragon Con, or not the next year, but any, the same year I'm at dragon con for that year. And I'm walking down the street and there's hundreds of thousands of people. 
And I look up and there's Timothy's on in a chain in a sea of people trying to get frustrated because he can't make it down the stairwell. Oh, <laughs> so it's just like, wow. That's that sucks. Yeah, it was just it was just funny. You know, the highs and the lows, man. Yeah. I mean, th- that's probably the only place that happens to him, I would imagine. Uh-huh. I, I don't think he has problems walking down the staircase at his mall. <laughs> like a Taylor Swift would. Right. But at ce- a celebration, he is the Taylor Swift of right. the group. Right, but nobody knew who he was. He was just a guy in the crowd trying to make his way through the crowd. Oh, I thought, he was, I thought you no. were saying that. Okay. No, he wasn't getting bombarded. He just was trying to make his way through the crowd. And Uh-oh. you know how it is at Dragon Con after the parade? No, I've never been. God, it's a sea of people. Imagine Peachtree Street from one end of the road to the other end of the road, full of people miles down the road, you know, for miles. It's it's insane. I got uncomfortable there and I like people. I like being in crowds. And for me, it was ridiculous. Yeah, I don't do good with crowds. I probably have to drop out. But yeah, that's that stinks. Yeah. I'm just trying to think what else with, with celebration. I think that's where I first met Narayan and TK Jason. Nice. Um, I was in the the collector's track swap place where we were trading, you know, pins and buttons and all that stuff. So I met them there. I think I met Susan there for the first time. Um, and that was crazy because that was cr- that was a small room packed with more people than than should be in that room <laughs> trading things. People you didn't know existed in your hometown, you'll meet at celebration or you'll, you know, it's just weird like that. That's how, yeah. you know, it took, it took me and Justin driving eight hours to, to hang out. So you guys, you guys didn't know each other before celebration? We knew, we knew each other, but we didn't hang out in Atlanta. You know, I've been to, to Diesel, his bar a couple of times, you know, and, and we, we'd wave, you know, Hey, you're here. Cool. You know, I'll, I'll catch up with you later. And we didn't really talk, you know, yeah. uh, but it took us driving the eight hours to, to get together and, and shoot the shit over a beer and, and talk star Wars. Yep. Yeah. And I guess it's con standards to bring water and food, like yes. snacks and stuff. Yeah. Always bring snacks. I bring a backpack with me and it's got, you know, a couple of power bars. It's got a couple of, uh, you know, bags of chips or, you know, sweets or something, just something to get your, get you going. And, and I always have a bottle, um, you know, a reusable bottle with me so i can keep water in it uh you know at least you may not be able to get ice water but there's always a water fountain or hell there's always a sink in the bathroom you can put water in it that would be my number one of my number one things go down go down your list when you're done take your time i uh, you know there's a ton of stuff to do at celebration um you know you don't need to see it all in one day especially if you've got multi-day passes um you know i my, my thing is i'm always trying to get a good deal and I, I've, I've been, it's been a fault of mine that I, I've always got to be on the floor, uh, on the sales floor. And I've had to break that trend because, you know, you walk out the door and the 501st is taking a picture and it's not just one garrison, it's the nationwide 501st. So you'll have a thousand stormtroopers or, yeah. or plus stormtroopers, you know, and 20 Darth Vaders. And, um, you know, I don't, there's like a concourse. There was, at least in, in Orlando, there was a concourse and there was always stuff going on out there. Um, well, it's kind of funny you bring that up because we were walking this, we're kind of winding down for the day and we decided to go back to where we started, which is like the front where everybody walks in because somebody made a replica of a snowspeeder. 
And so we went over there to take our, our photo with it. And we're just kind of hanging out and kind of saying, is there anything left we want to do? Is there anything happen? And we kind of, we noticed this, this parade kind of turn a corner. There's no one around us. And it's the Mandalorian Mercs. It was their 2017. Um, it's on YouTube if you really want to find it, but it's the 2017 March. And so I saw every single costume that the Mandalorian Mercs had that day because they did a full parade through celebration and i was just able to find a spot where i could see them all without having to be near crowds or anything like that and had i left early had i been walking the floor like you were just saying i would have missed it that video is is pretty awesome because what it's five or ten minutes eight (laughs) (laughs) it's just mando after mando after mando yeah um yeah that's an amazing video and yeah it, it just take your time man uh because you never know man there's just a ton of cosplay people are walking the floor uh you know and everybody's cool you know if you're cool with the people that are cosplaying you know they'll take your picture with you and uh always ask always ask first yeah don't don't just assume because that's sort of a a no-no with with cosplayers you don't want to just assume it's uh, it's okay try to take it a few panels if you can there's some smaller panels uh you can get into fairly easy uh, there's always a, a, a list of, of panels and it's always updated. And, and sometimes once you figure it out, for me, it was kind of hard because I wanted to, it's kind of hard to figure out. But once you figure out the lay of the land, try to, to, to hit a few panels because you can sit down for an hour and listen to somebody talk and you, you chill out because you're going to do a lot of walking. I, you know, you're, you're at twenty to $30,000, $20,000. You're at 30,000 steps really yeah. easy at Celebration. Because it's yeah. just, just a ton of walking. Um, Which also brings up, make sure you bring good sneakers. Yeah. And never new sneakers because you have to break those in and they'll start rubbing against you in the wrong way. Get on a Tylenol uh, regimen every yeah. four hours. Take some Tylenol. Um, that's a good tip for Disney, too. Yes. We did, the, we did that while we were at Disney and, and it helped out amazing. Oh, and wear, wear deodorant, too. <laughs> Deodorant and take showers, please. Take showers, deodorant, Tylenol. Yeah. Damn, that's one of the worst things about cons is you get some of those people with the con breath or the con, you know, I hadn't showered in two days because I don't have a room and you're just, (sighs) at least put on some deodorant or, you know, take a cat bath. You know, you can, baby wipes are okay, man. Have some, have some baby wipes (laughs) on you. (laughs) Wipe down. Wipe down. I kept baby wipes on me anyway, just because you never know what's going to happen. Uh, and it's just a good way to, to, you know, clean yourself up. And I always, even before COVID, I always had a bottle of hand sanitizer on me just because you never knew, you know, hand sanitizers yeah. are a very quick and easy way to clean your hands. Um, so definitely now with, now with COVID, I'm going to make sure that I've got the hand sanitizer working. Even without COVID, people in you know across the, the the country might be in different germ seasons and whatever, and you get that con crud. You anything you can do to protect yourself, go ahead, do that. Yeah, the con crud is real it, because you you know you do have all those people, seventy thousand people in one room, stuffs flying around. There's there's right. you know almost no way of avoiding getting a con crud. Yeah, this is kind of goes with everything that we've kind of said. Uh, make new friends, you know, you're, you're stuck in, in panels or you're stuck sitting next to people. There's a lot of waiting in line when you're at celebration, 
talk to the people in front or behind you or side by side. You're going to be stuck in those lines with those people for hours. Uh, you might as well get to know them because you never know what you're going to, who you're going to meet. You know, you may meet your new best friend. Absolutely. Because like I was just saying, I waited, I waited 20 minutes to get into celebration 2017. I waited an hour and a half to get my black series, Luke Skywalker. And I did talk to the guy who was in front of me for that hour and a half. And we were just, shooting the shit as you say and we were talking about where we where we come from and what we collect and it was just like i had a best friend for an hour and a half and then we went our separate ways and i never saw him again because i've got some business cards you know it's nothing special it's just got my name and my phone number and <clears throat> my email address on it you know that may be a good thing to do you just have those business cards and if you know you spend 20 minutes talking to a guy and you could at least you know here's my business card find me on facebook and yeah. you could you know maybe help each other out down the road because I mean, you you never know what what's going to happen at a con, uh, yeah. who you're, you know, who you're going to meet. Um, my next one is is room sales. Try to hit room sales. I, yes. uh, just because it's amazing. You're going to at least see some amazing stuff. You may not, you know, even if you don't, just go look. It's it's some window shopping at room sales is amazing. I'm looking forward to hitting room sales and seeing if there's any micro machine stuff there. Uh, I'm sure there will be. I mean. You, I, I like all that micro machine stuff because it's not it's not exorbitant. Like I just I can't afford the the, the first shot twenty thousand dollar figures. Who can? Not many people can. Not many can. Yeah. And those those kind of figures get locked into people's collections, and you know they very rarely see the light of day when they right. when people buy them. So that's probably a bad example. But <laughs> dude, you never know, man. Somebody yeah. may bring one. You know. Right. Yeah. Um. I, I do have another one. It's kind of a joke, but don't sleep. <laughs> you're not gonna. <laughs> don't think you're gonna sleep because it, there's it's a it's a party, man. It, it's twenty four seven party, uh, and, and you know it, it's just Star Wars all the time. It's it's awesome. Yeah, take your time. Take photos if you're if you're like with if you're like me and bring your family. Um, let the family have time to do what they want to do, which. It does suck for somebody who just wants to go try to do everything. You have to stop and do something with the kids. But I think it's important to set that 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 in your head before you go that you're not the only one. You know, have the, there's photo opportunities. Take the photos with the kids. Have fun. You know, let them let them talk to the cosplayers and ask them if they can take their photo. Um, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot for little kids to do because I remember they were doing droid races where I don't. I, or they, yep. they just had like the inflatable droids and they were letting the kids play with them. I, I don't know if they had, you know, more elaborate droids, but I know people were do, bringing their droids and they were having droid races. Yes. Uh, you know, Lego has always has a setup there. And uh, I know in 17, they were building, I think, a big Millennium Falcon and you could walk up and build a piece for it. And That's right. Yeah, that's what my kids did. So they were like, here, today we're going to build this piece. And then you'd go, you'd make it. And then you'd go put it on the big, you know, somebody would tell you you're going to put it on this big P and you, it was like this huge millennium Falcon that everybody had a part in building. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's, it's really fun for the whole family. And, you know, like Jason said, you know, if you bring your family, don't be like, Oh, I've got my family with me, make it fun for them. Uh, because it, it is, it, it's a family event. Uh, you know, later at night it becomes more adult, but every con does that. Droid builders. Go visit the Troy Builders because oh those guys God. are amazing. Especially at Celebration. Because they'll know when they have a little kid that's into it. 
they, they'll take the time and explain stuff to them. And, you know, if you've got a, a kid that's into it or into electronics or into droids or uh, into that kind of stuff, those guys will take the time and show them all the ins and outs or as much, you know, as they can and whatever time's allowed. And because they, they, they love it. Yeah. Because you know, it, it really is truly all about handing Star Wars down to the next generation. Yeah, you know, and that's why you know I do this because I that's what I want. Because if you don't hand it down, it's gonna die off. Unfortunately, yeah. Although speaking, uh, I don't know if I want to tell you. It's not related <laughs> to Star Wars, but it is related to the next generation. My nephew, who I talk about a lot, is four years old. He was watching the Last Jedi for the last time last night, and the part where BB-8 kind of takes over the Chicken Walker. Uh huh. He goes, BB-8, Chicken Walker, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> that's awesome. So there's some hope that the future generations will still like Star Wars. But still. A lot of people don't like BB-8 or like the, the way that Star Wars is going, but it's a kid's movie, guys. <laughs> We're a 45-year-old man watching a kid's movie and enjoying yeah. the hell out of it. Just shut up and enjoy it. Keep things in perspective. You might have a favorite, but that doesn't mean somebody else's favorite is less than yours. My son loves The Last Jedi. Like I was just saying, my nephew loved that scene in The Last Jedi. You know, I think I think it's kind of like the James Bond. Whatever James Bond you first saw, the one that you grew up with, is the one that you enjoyed. So if you were an original original trilogy person, that's your Star Wars that you're going to love. If you grew up watching the prequels, that's the Star Wars you're going to love. If you grew up watching the sequel trilogy, that's the Star Wars you're going to love. So I don't think you should ever poo-poo someone and celebrate all of it because be inclusive. If Hasbro's making... You know, if, if we get more people involved, Hasbro's going to make more figures and they're going to make more collectibles. And, and you know, it's, it benefits us all. Right. And I know I poo-poo on Hasbro a lot about making repacks and, re you know, repaints. But I, I yeah, <sighs> shit, I don't know. I, as much as I poo-poo on it, I enjoy it. But, you know, it, it, it's kind of fun to poo-poo on them, I guess. I, I don't know where I'm going, but. No, you're right. Because, I, and I've been feeling guilty lately because we've been poo-pooing hasbro a lot lately but that that this millennium falcon that i have is just an amazing piece of work the coloring is great the electronics is great the figures are great the fact that i can switch it from original trilogy to galaxy's edge is amazing like they do some great work the sail barge is is amazing um a lot of the vintage collection the black series it's just all amazing it's just i i think i don't like the repacks and they're doing it so frequently now it's becoming a broken record when Hasbro hits it out the park, when they when they make a new figure and they get it right, it's amazing. Uh, but yeah, the, the, like you said, the, the repacks, it's getting very repetitive. But, you know, I guess it's, it's I don't know. It, it's fun to make fun of them, but I, yeah, I don't want to piss them off too much to where they quit making stuff. Yep. But, and then my last tip is try to stay on site uh, because when, uh, I've never stayed on site for celebration, but there's a con in Charlotte called Heroes Con, and we got fortunate and found a hotel that was within a block of the con. So, and it was a, a host hotel or right next door to a host hotel. Um, so, when you're at the hotel, you can go down at the bar, and it's full of Star Wars fans. You, you don't have to drive anywhere. You know, you can park your car for the weekend and never have to leave. Um, and it, it makes a it makes a big difference if you can uh, if you can swing it. If you can get in too, because those right. things book book within seconds. Yeah, they they announce celebration. They're like, we're thinking about doing it in Chicago, and everybody books it. It's booked out yeah. really really fast. Which sucks. 
because like celebration we had to stay out in Naperville, which was 30, 30 minutes away. But I also had I, my cousins out there, so it was just it worked out that I was able to stay with them for free. But it was still not fun to have to drive Chicago traffic, Chicago traffic, thirty minutes to get into the city. Yeah, Chicago traffic sucks. <laughs> Chicago traffic's not all that fun. No, they've got those weird like five way intersections. I I about gave my wife a heart attack because. You're sitting in one of them, and I got to make a left-hand turn, and there's like five lanes coming at me, and I'm like, yeah. I'm just gonna go, and she's like, No, there's cars, and I'm like, Babe, what am I gonna do? Say a prayer. It's green. I'm going. <laughs> yeah. Everybody, if I don't go, somebody else is gonna go, and yeah, I love Chicago's a great town, man. Uh, I wish I could have gone, but I'm glad I. Yeah, that year was a cluster because it like snowed the last day, right, and messed everybody yeah, 2019. up. Yeah, 2019. Yeah, and I think they learned their lesson with the Monday because that one was Tuesday through Monday, and I don't think a lot of people are there for Monday, so I don't imagine them doing that again. I'm yeah, that was kind of a waste, man. Uh, I I did because um, they did the Thursday show. The Thursday day of the show was like their bounty hunter day, and it, they made it seem like it was only going to be a limited amount of people. But it just turned out there was no programming that day. So everybody could be on the sales floor, you know, trying to, you know, having a day on the sales floor and not have to worry about, oh, I need to go see this panel. Yeah. But that sales floor is overpriced too, by the way. Yeah, it is. But there's gems out there and you'll find stuff. You can find stuff that you're looking for. You can find that gem. Uh, but yeah, it, you gotta you gotta know what you're buying. And you've yeah. got to be prepared for it to be overpriced because it's not cheap for those uh, for no. people to get, get in there. And also get involved with the collector clubs. If you see a booth of somebody near, nearby, just go up and talk to them and, and introduce yourself and, and learn to, to join, you know, learn how to join. Yeah, that exactly. Because, yeah, there's collectors clubs for all over the place. You know, almost every state or at least every region has a collector club. Um even overseas. Yeah. It, it's amazing when you get into that uh, Facebook community. The Facebook community is is very welcoming. Uh, so get involved with it and talk to, like like Jason just said, figure out a club and, and talk to them. Don't forget to have fun. Yes, have fun. Take Same your thing time. goes with a wedding. <laughs> <laughs> no, have fun. Take your time, like you're saying. Artist. That's the artist. Oh, my oh, God. Yeah, yeah. The, the art at celebration is oh my god because they have a, a section that's all about art you know just an artist they because lucasfilm really likes to support the the artist uh, and they do an art gallery and there's artists that, that are there painting and showing their stuff off and the there was art uh i got a free piece of chopper art because they're like come back at five o'clock and we'll give you you know we're going to give 20 pieces of, of this chopper print away and um yeah support those artists man uh yeah and and talk and talk to them because there was a there was a print that from 20 was it 2019 that i really liked it was the cantina it was kind of like vector graphics is all in shadow but the bat but the cantina itself was was lit up but all the characters were kind of in black shadow and i was humming and hawing like do i really want to get that do i not and then I got to the booth. By the time I got the celebration, it was sold out. And I spoke to the artist and I'm like, you know, it's such an amazing piece. I really regret not getting it. He's like, oh, really? I'm like, yeah. He's like, hey, let me give you my email address. 
and he had a couple artist proofs that he sent me afterwards, you know, same price and everything, but it was cool to, to get the one. And had I not spoken to him, I wouldn't have had that opportunity to buy it. Right. So always talk to people. I've learned you always ask a question. There's never a dumb question. Uh, you know, unless you want to, Hey, you want to give me this for half <laughs> off, then, then they're going to get pissed. But you, know, you always, always talk to people and ask them if, you know, anytime if, you know, hey, do you have this piece or, or that piece? Or And half the time, sometimes they'll say no, and other times they'll surprise you. Yeah. Very cool stuff at those artist, artist galleries. Right. And, and there's always a Rancho. Rancho Obi-Wan's always there with an amazing uh, set. Yes. Yeah, my kids got to meet Steve, too, because he was he was doing, like, some sort of signing at the time. Yeah, I went up to Steve at uh, in Nashville, and I was like, "Hey, man, I bet I have something you don't have." And he kind of went, "Oh yeah," so and I, I told him, I said, "I got the Rogue One car." He goes, "Yeah, I got one." And he kind of <laughs> he, he turned around. I was like, it, you know, turned his back to me, and I was like, "Damn it!" Oh. I was like, "Dog got it. I ruined that." Never again. You're gonna see him, and he's like, "Oh, it's the guy who thinks you don't have a Rogue One Rogue car." Yeah. Nissan. Uh, mm. which to date is still my most expensive star wars purchase <laughs> sure yeah you could trade it in for a first shot yeah i could dude have you did you see all the first shot there were some first shots moving on deal or no deal for cheap. yeah it was still under under you know yeah. they had an emperor first shot go for like fifteen hundred dollars and yeah. jason tk was losing his shit over that one how did that go so cheap Dude, that's deal or no deal, man. You just somebody he knows what he wants to sell it for, or give somebody a good deal. And, yeah. <clears throat> and then there was an a man, a man, a man that the guy was wanting ten k for, and people were giving him shit about it. But I think there was other stories behind. There was a bigger story to it. But oh, yeah, that's the other thing. Being kind of introverted and isolated, I, I miss out on some of these cool stories. Not cool, but gossipy, cheesy stories. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of gossip going on in the Star Wars community. As always. Yeah. But there's yeah, drama and everything. Yeah, I'll enjoy my little corner over here where I can just collect what I want and love it and not have to get involved with the drama. Right. Try to be a positive force. No pun intended. Well, pun intended. Yes. Yes. Positive force in the community. Yep. Well, it also helps that you collect micro machines or micro collection. Or whatever the f- action. Yeah, mi- yeah, micro machines. Micro machines. machines. Yeah, an action fleet, both. The ahead of the curve with that. I hope so. You're one of the, you know, you got your own little niche, which is awesome. <laughs> we got to stop talking about it because then people are gonna be like, "Oh, I want to get out on that." Yeah, I felt bad for you, dude. The guy that had that loose lot for like a hundred bucks knocked it down to sixty towards the end of the day. Oh. Uh. And I, I had most if, of it. Yeah, I figured you would. I didn't know if it's it was a, it would have been one of those where you're just like, I'm gonna buy it to buy it or there's a lot of loose stuff that I just already had and it was beaters and um like I, I keep hearkening on this. I have my brother's collection, so I have two of everything and or, or a lot of things I have two of, so I don't need another lot. Right. But I am looking at, at buying stuff in the box. And that's the kind of stuff that I'm focusing on right now is buying the micro machines in the box. Yeah, that's awesome. Anytime you can find something in the box is incredible. 
Any other tips for celebration? Money. Money. <laughs> Make sure you have money or credit on your credit cards. I kind of <laughs> hide my money on me. Do you do that? <laughs> yes, I, I, I do. Not, I have a, nothing inappropriate, but. I, I do have a, where I'm trying to scan, you know, a few dollars every paycheck, 10 or 20 bucks every paycheck. And, no, I mean, when you're at the convention, do you hide the money? Oh, <laughs> Like from the wife or just kind of in your pocket? The, yeah, like your in your person. pocket. Yeah. Like so nobody get. Yeah, a little bit. You kind of have hiding spots for it. Okay. I want to make sure that I'm not paranoid when I do that. No. But then then you see people like throwing money down. I was at, uh, a sh- you know, the, the Nashville show uh, last year, the last Nashville show. And I see somebody that I know is making a deal and I know it's a big deal you know, and you acknowledge him and you're like, okay, cool. I'll catch up with you later. Cause I'll, I'm going to give you your privacy. And he waves me over and it's like, no, no, come on. And you just see him just dr- thousands of dollars cash. Just like, and I'm like, wow. <laughs> Afterwards, do you ask him, what was that like? <laughs> <laughs> I probably should have. Cause it was, that was, you know, being in on that was kind of cool. Yeah. Being, you know, being a fly on the wall for that transaction. And, you know, uh-huh. but he was, he was just honest about it. He was excited and he wanted to share it and share it with his friends. And, you know, what, you know, I'm buying, I'm, I'm checking one off the list. Wow. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. It was cool. I think that's uh-huh. it, man. Yeah. Any, any, any more fun? I don't, I don't have any tips. Yeah. I'm looking forward to the next celebration when COVID's over. Yeah, I am. It's going to be uh, 2020. That I don't think they've really set a date. Or 2022. Uh, I don't think they've set a real firm date yet for it. Uh, but it'll be again in Anaheim, which, you know, you got that airfare. So I'm, I'm, I'm really hoping with it being two years out or now a year out or whatever, that I can make it happen. Uh, but I don't know. It stuff's going to have to go. A lot of stuff's going to have to go my way to make it happen, but I know yeah. I'm going to be missing out if I don't make it. Well, I plan on going if I can, and I'll be passing out the smugglers run the smugglers run <laughs> smugglers galaxy business cards. Yeah. <laughs> we have swag of our own. We have it. We have business cards so you can with QR codes on it. We're awesome it, like that. Yeah. We take, make things easier for everyone listening or who's never listened before to find yeah. us. And I have to admit, I just have a funny story to tell about those cards because I'd sent Jason a a thing that I would, you know, a, a template. Hey, man, I'm thinking of doing business cards, and I just copied and pasted the 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 ah shit the the link. And he was like, "Dude, do you not know what a QR code is?" And I'm like, "Son of a bitch, <laughs> that's so much simpler." Yeah, make life easy for people. Yeah, keep it simple. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, it was a lot easier to make a QR code than I thought. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's websites that don't help and you with that. And it's free. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So, awesome. Yeah. I don't think there's anything else. No, I think that's good. Well, uh, just don't forget, next month is Toylana. Um, March 19th, I don't remember. I don't have it sitting in front of me. I'm horrible at it. So. Oh, no, um, that's my wife's birthday. Are you <laughs> oh. serious? Yeah, I probably have to go like the Saturday then. Or is that Saturday? Let me see. Hold on. Toy Lana. I I, I should just. Uh, March 19th is a March. Friday, so I'll be able to go on the 20th. 
Yeah. yeah, March 19th through 21st in Marietta. It's at a new location. We actually drove by it today coming home from the toy show. We, my wife was like, oh, yeah, we've had our uh, company party there. And uh, I'm like, Hilton, half an hour from the house. Holy crap, that's Toyletta. <laughs> so uh, I'm looking mm. forward to that. Uh, yeah. But uh, and then ICC is in April. This is in Nashville. So those are the next two big toy shows coming up uh, locally. So anyway, Jason, you have a great rest of your evening, even though it's not much left. And I'm probably going to go work on my bathroom some more. So. Have fun with that. Oh, it's fucking awesome. That is the way. <laughs> this is the way. This is the way.